0: Maybe some people love that. They're like, I just can't fucking wait to be an adult and not, like, have the sort of, like, need of, like, whatever I had when I was younger or, like, you know. But, but but I feel like, to me, there's nothing I feel like I can't. I remember I got that question in an interview not too long ago, and they're, like, kind of like, you're still flashing your boobs even though you're married and you're, like, in your 30s. I'm like, like... I'm. I'm not going to stop because someone else. You clearly think that I've like hit an age where I should stop.
1: Oh my and- god! I wish you could have. I wish my camera was still on because I wish you could have seen the look of indignation on my face of like. <gasps> <gasps> I'm like, why would you deprive the world of good boobs?
0: Yeah. Like, so agree.
1: Welcome to Why Not Both, the podcast all about how our multiple passions shape our identity and our lives. I'm your host, Pam Schaefer, and our producer is Laura Studeris. This season, we are brought to you by Under the Radar Magazine. If you like what you hear, you can head over to our Patreon to support us directly and get transcripts of all of our episodes, or you can come hang out with us on your favorite social media platforms, where we can be found under WNB, the podcast. For this episode, we spent some time with singer and songwriter, Tuvalu. I hope that you enjoy our chat. Yay! Hello, welcome to Why Not Both. Hi, how are you? You know, I feel like I start every podcast being like, tech is such an adventure, and you'd think that, like, several years into podcasting, I, w- I would just know that tech's an adventure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like... I know. And the, like, you know, I just feel like the, um, the patience you need to be, like, I don't know. You just you just have to have this level of um, okay. Something's wrong. Let me just try and figure it out slowly but surely. Every like step of the way, even though I can't communicate with someone. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) that takes a special person.
1: It gives me so much respect for every audio engineer, especially people who run live audio. Oh because God, yes. I'm I'm here like literally sweating right now because like Google <laughs> Chrome wasn't working. And I'm like, <laughs> I am <laughs> No, it's just, true.
0: Oh. <laughs> but I think about that like we had this thing happen uh on tour. Wait, where were we? Um Oh my god, I can't even remember what city we were in. Um it was somewhere special.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like tour, yes. <laughs> and, yes.
0: And um the um oh yeah, it was our um our like club show before uh Lollapalooza. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure it was that's where it was. <laughs> and the um the soundboard at front of house uh-huh. just um like, it just died. Oh, no. Like, yeah. It's something just, something just happened. We're like, okay, we can't, we have, don't have, like, it was, like, third song in or something like that. Oh, my God. And we're like, what, like, what do we do? Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was just like, like, okay, we can't, like, we, it's not working out. Like, okay, the monitor, so then my um, front of house uh, guy, Tyler, and um, a monitor guy figured out so that, basically he would go and like they would set a general mix from the monitor board which is you know where where our like listening is and then he would just like he could just set like the free like he could adjust like the highs and lows and frequencies (gasps) on his ipad from like a different soundboard like which was like the most when they explained to me i was like i have no idea what you're talking about but let's do that so we can do the show (laughs) like i don't know what this means um and like you know it was a show and it was really fun and really um like special because obviously everyone was like oh my god please tell us that this will work you know yes um and uh yeah also I had like they had like a a megaphone that they like had at the venue for like since forever and never used it oh my god and and I got to go up on stage and be like if everybody can just hold on
1: (laughs) (laughs) The megaphone was like my time has come. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's so many like almost like unsung heroes, especially of live shows. Oh that, yeah. Oh my god. Like, because I feel like I mean it's wonderful to be the artist on stage, obviously, but there's so many people that are like just like the sorcerers of sound that make everything happen, and you're like, oh I my don't god, know how that works. <laughs> but I mean, I I.
0: I always like thank my band on stage, obviously, but I also, um I feel this like every time I'm like, oh, I should also just like, I want to list the whole crew because you have like the guitar tech, the Ableton tech, the monitor guy, the, the, the front of house, the lighting, the tour manager, the like merch part. It's just, it's just a lot of people that you, that, you know, make all of it possible. Yes. And yes. I think it's like, you um but it's like you know there's moments to do that (laughs) as well but (laughs) but i also think um but i loved i remember i saw a uh it was stromai who played um and when he played coachella Mm -hmm. it was he just has such an incredible live show it's like always one of the best like it's just incredible and he was thanking like everybody in his team like you know uh, every crew member publicist label like every like every single person that like has made this like the animators the like every, every single person and it was just so beautiful and it was like it was like a five minute thank you like <laughs> interlude of his hour set at Coachella but it was so um Done with so much love and confidence. I was like, that is inspiring. Oh,
1: <laughs> and that's so powerful because it honors all the people that collaborate with you. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, I was I was thinking about especially like what popped in my head was like um, watching the video that uh, I was just like that your wonderful publicist sent me. Yeah, oh. <laughs> my wonderful publicist. <laughs> yes, and I was like thinking about that. I was thinking about like the movement in the video, and I was like. Oh, that was fascinating. I was like, oh, did you collaborate with anyone on the movement? Like mm-hmm. how what informed all of that? Like that's what popped in my brain is I was like, who's are you the sorcerer of movement? Yeah. <laughs> like- uh, do you mean for grapefruit? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that was um Togi Teresa Barzolo, who I've worked with for for years since um, I think the first thing we did together was um Firefade, one of my short films. Mm. Um and she, like, you know, it was it's when I'm in a spinning room and she basically came there day of the shoot. And we had like, a, a day before for rehearsal. And it was like, she's like, have you ever been in a spinning room before? And I'm like, no. She's like, okay. It's a little bit different <laughs> than uh, <laughs> moving in a regular space. And I hadn't really danced a lot before. It was like, it was like a very new experience um, mm. with her. And she was just, like, just so incredible. So from... From that day, I was like, you are like my dream choreographer. I just love working Aww. with you. And so she's done, you know, everything like Disco tis, No One Dies From Love, like every... And now Grapefruit was like, I think, really where um, she, you know... Lisette also, who directed the video, was very like, you know, I want the, the, the movement to decide the camera movement. So mm. we worked really closely together, all three of us, like making sure that... Um... And, you know, it's a hard topic to to sort of, um, visualize because it's about, you know, you're, you're like using, you're putting your body through hell and it's a very physical issue, but then it's actually all about your mind and what your mind is doing to you. So expressing the like inner fight physically and make it beautiful and not like, I don't know, that's a really hard, um, thing to do. And I think that she really nailed that like movement and yeah i always call her like she's a she's this like um fairy who kind of like twirled in from the forest into l.a and was like let me show you how to express yourself with your body <laughs> that's how i picture her like uh she's from miami but I, i'm like picturing like no no no, you came just straight no, in from the forest, the forest. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, my gosh. I I love that because it Mm. really did come across as very visceral. That's what really struck Mm -hmm. me was that it was a really fascinating embodiment of the idea of the song. Mm. And I was like, oh, wow. And I love what you said about like that. It's the movement that then informed the camera movement. I'm going to watch it again so that I notice more like like kind of like intentionally notice more of how that was happening because now yeah like, kind of playing it back in my mind I'm like oh it did match the- oh yeah <laughs> um, it's almost like when you watch a movie again knowing the plot that you're like oh my god I look at so much more now exactly
0: you figure um, out the new little detail every time you, lo- you watch it
1: <laughs> yeah oh that's fascinating and I like what you said that it's it's this duality of that the conflict is actually in your mind, but it, mm-hmm. the conflict is taking place in your body. Mm-hmm. And so that was a really beautiful, like, externalization of that.
0: Yeah. So I commend I, you for that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was it was a I will say it was a pretty hard one to do. Like it was it was a really tough like both me and Tugi said, like we were both emotionally so exhausted after like, you know, we were rehearsing like three, three, four hours a day um, for like, you know two three weeks like every other day we just were dancing and dancing and dancing and going through it and it was like because you know it's like two choreographies um the inner and outer me basically Mm -hmm. you know so so like it's like learning you know choreography to and i'm i'm good at movement but like choreo is still quite new to me so Mm -hmm. learning two choreos to the same song the full song was it's quite that was quite a lot but also mainly i think because of the emotion that had to go into it like Putting myself back in that headspace was quite challenging, and I think both me and Toogie afterwards were like, "Oh my god, yeah. that was so hard," <laughs> and I, you know, and so worth it, like in every way. But just yeah, it was it was a it was a taxing challenge, and I'm I'm really happy with. Um, I'm just so happy that I'm so happy with how it turned out because it took a lot from from I think all of
1: us. <laughs> yeah yeah Mm -hmm. like that's especially like putting yourself back in a place of something that like you've either recovered or healed from that you're not Mm -hmm. actively in anymore can be really frightening yeah Um, exactly
0: it's not a place I like to visit it's just you know it's like a thank god I'm out of that headspace you know but I think it was still also you know there's always like healing in that too
1: yeah um
0: and I also feel very like it feels good to share that story in a way because um yeah I just you know it's it's always when I when I worry about like oh that this was this too was this too personal like should I and then you just get all these beautiful messages from fans and people Mm -hmm. who are like I this really helped me like I've been going through this my whole life and just you know like you just feel oh this is so not uncommon like I'm definitely not um alone in these feelings or you know um
1: yeah so yeah so uh, it's really special oh <laughs> it's so like it's so often the things at least i found in my experience that i'm like afraid to share because i'm like is someone gonna think this is weird like is this an mm-hmm. overshare like yeah things like- <laughs> things like that where i'm just like um am i being like too much <laughs> um that like those are the things that people are like, that was like just enough. Like that yeah. I am going through the same thing.
0: <laughs> like... And I think like I am and I am an overshare just by nature because it just becomes that way. Cause I write songs about, you know, all my feelings, and then I kind of have to talk about it.
1: They're <laughs> <laughs> like, I've done this to myself. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <gasps> There was a there was a meme that I just sent that I will read you because I sent it to my friend group chat uh, to Mm -hmm. cheer everyone up. And it says, you can still be mysterious after oversharing because in that moment, everyone is thinking, why would she say that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, That's a really good point.
0: Yeah. What does she mean by that? Wait, what what else? What else is, you know?
1: Reveal more of the mystery to Yeah, us. yeah. <laughs> And it's true. Tre- <laughs> Especially in collaboration with others, like that level of vulnerability that's assumed like, oh, you trust your dance fairy. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh- exactly. <laughs> you got to have
0: people you trust and can be vulnerable, vulnerable with in those situations. It's like, it can, it can feel quite, um, yeah, it can get quite like, yeah, unless you feel very like protected in that space mm-hmm. with someone, um, I think it can get really sort of like um, uh, you almost feel like you've been used. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah,
1: because yeah, there's a difference between like sharing something that's deeply personal versus like almost like having it be like exploited somehow artistically. Yeah. 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 I could definitely see that. Mm. Um, I was I was curious like you had said that you were like, oh, I'm new to choreo, but I was like, it sounds like you said that you were into movement. And I was like, how did you get into doing like the movement part and all of the visual part that informs so much of your art?
0: Well, I think it was just that, I mean, I've always just been a music video fan. Or um, like, I I just, I'm a visual person as well. Like I love, I love when there's a visual story like enhancing the music. Mm. And I think that, um I guess it's just another great way to show your identity and show your message and your like expression. And Mm -hmm. I think that, um, yeah, I guess I just felt that for the songs to really sort of get like a full, like to get the full experience of the song, you want to have a visual to it that is really impactful. And Mm -hmm. then I've just gone down that trail of just like love. I just love making them. I think it's so uh, I love being on shoots. I love the sort of like intensity of it. I love the, mm. that you're so f- hyper-focused. You're in this bubble of like nothing else exists right now except this um, this shot, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It reminds me of playing live, you know. You kind of like, when it's like three, two, one, action. You're like, you're giving it your all every time. And the adrenaline yes. is amazing. Um, and it's just like fun to, I guess it's because I love acting too. Maybe like, you know, you get to tell a story, you get to like, be an enhancement of yourself or like another character or whatever the video calls for, you know?
1: Yeah. And yeah. And I do really love that. I love that. Like, do you have when you're doing these videos, like do you have almost like like character sketches in mind? Are there parts of yourself that you're like, okay, like this is the part that I am today. Like do you think about it beforehand or does it come out more when you're performing or
0: I think it varies depending on what the video is. Like mm-hmm. I think with like um Grapefruit, I really just went back to that part of myself. And I'm like, I could just picture myself in that time being mm. that girl and like, um, which was why it was hard probably.
1: Yeah. Um, uh,
0: but then with um like No one dies some Love, I feel like it's more then I create a character in my head, you know, it's like this glamorous, lonely actress from the 70s. Like, yes. you know, and I kind of <laughs> like I create this, like, um, together with the directors, obviously you're like, oh, and then you know and like what attitude does she have and you know that kind of thing and, and that's like um mm, I love doing that yeah it's really um that's obviously more like lighthearted and fun even though it was you know we shot it was the longest days of all time and, and we <laughs> shot that video it was insane but it's still like you're not feeling this like um it's not like mentally challenging in the way that you're like um just uh bringing back your trauma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I hope that you got to do something that was really soothing after that. Like, it's it's interesting mm-hmm. thinking about, like, the nature of trauma in general, because, like, when we're reliving it, like, yeah. our bodies don't know the difference between no. really the past and the present. So, like, our it's bodies true. think that we're still, like, there.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. And that, that I think you can really, um like... I think that's why it like, like you feel that like not in your stomach and you're like, why it's not happening right now? Like just, you know, and it's just like a really, um, it's weird to put yourself there maybe (laughs) voluntarily, but I also think it does, like, if you're able to work through it, it's, it's, it is good to like revisit it now and then and just kind of piece by piece, um, let yourself heal from it.
1: Yeah. Um, It's like,
0: Yeah. But it's been so long for me. I feel like, you know, I did so many years of therapy and, and like um body positivity training, you know, and, yeah. and I feel like I, I uh um I really got well and then I haven't, you know I, I, I think it I needed all this time to be able to kind of go back and then like be fine, you know? Like yes. I don't feel I don't feel like it doesn't trigger me to talk about it at all. Um it just feels kind of. Uh, I feel this like kind of a sense of relief in a way, um, mm. which is funny because you'd think that it would be like, oh no, no, everybody knows, and I have to like talk about my past. Uh, but but it's not. <laughs> kind of like, you know, it's a. It doesn't. It feels like like um, it was the right choice for me, and it also feels good that um, you know, if the song helps anyone, that helps. That feels feels good, you know.
1: Oh, I love that. It sounds like you're in a place where that you know how to keep that part of yourself like safe where you're like okay I have figured this out to the point where like I can see that part of myself and like it was painful to be that self but it's like I know how to take care of her now like it's okay exactly no I think it's very
0: it's very that and it's a it's a nice place to be and I think that's why I was able to even write the song to begin with it was like you're good now yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah well it's it's fascinating to me that there's different processes sometimes like when i when I talk to people about songwriting that like some people will use their songwriting to process something that's going on, and then other people will sometimes be like, "Oh, I have to process it first, and then it'll come out in my songwriting. Mm-hmm. um I think that's really how I am, yeah. yeah,
0: I think oh, it depends oh i think I think I'm a little mix of both. I think actually, when I write the song, sometimes I'm fully in the situation Mm -hmm. but i think it's easier to write a more like honest song when i'm a little when i've processed it already i think when Mm. you're writing it in the middle of something you tend to kind of just defend your own feelings and defend (laughs) your point of view a lot (laughs) yes (laughs) And (laughs) and when you write it once you like can see both sides or whatever you know whatever it's about when you can like you have distance from it a little bit you're like oh I clearly felt this way because of this, and you can be a little bit more honest about your mm. perspective on it or your feelings in the situation as well. Um, so it will just, it will just like um, give you different kinds of songs. But I think what happens yeah. to me too is like I'll write something in the moment, and then like by the time it comes out, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, now no, I'm 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 through this. But you're like, like, oh, I so. figured it
1: out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have you ever had this experience occasionally I'll be writing and I'll write songs or journal entries or little fragments of things. And like, it's almost like they're like weird, like prognostications. Like I won't know what they mean in the moment, but then Mm -hmm. like sometimes even years later, I'll look at like a notebook and be like, Oh, I'm like past me was on to something. Yeah, (laughs) no, for sure.
0: And it's like, you know, when you kind of like, I also feel though, sometimes when I, this is different, but when I see, when I read my old old journals from like when I was maybe like in my early twenties, like, I feel like I still, you know, I know that person and, and all, but I list, I read how I used to like phrase myself or like how mm-hmm. I used to, to talk and how I would talk about myself. And I'm just like, whoa, who, I don't even, I don't even know like you talked like that I don't remember <laughs> you talking like that like it's really it's really strange but I feel like that sense of like um I guess I'm like yeah I mean I've, I've you know I, I feel like I've, I'm, I'm I'm I became who I am now like a long time ago but then you kind of like look back to what what you were usually like which is not the same person as I
1: have in my head right (laughs) I guess that's
0: the that's the thing
1: oh my gosh do you uh I guess like do you have any friends from kind of like childhood or adolescence like onward that you ever like reflect on that with
0: yeah I think I I um I have a lot of my friends from that I went to this music high school with, um, mm. we're still friends, and I have a few from like when I was like eight. Um, that I, we kind of see each other now and then when I'm in Sweden, but we just live such different lives. It's like hard to, you know, I'm I'm like yeah. I'm in the town I'm in I'm in town for two days. When I come meet up at this bar, and they're like, sorry, I'm putting my two kids to bed, and I'm like, right. oh, sorry. <laughs> you know. You're like, do
1: do you um, want the auntie to come by and read a story? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: um, but I feel like. Yeah, I think for for my my friends from high school it's like we've all though grown together so I don't know if we like I feel like they're the same people, you know, <laughs> but I'm sure we're not. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. It's it's sprung <laughs> to mind because of something that um that a good friend of mine said that like they were uh, they were my first partner in high school and uh we were friends before and we've remained friends after we've been friends now for gosh like decades and oh, nice. And she's just wonderful. And she said to me, she's like, you know, Pam, you have only become more yourself, like in the time I've known you. <laughs> um, and she's just like, it was so funny because each time she like came out of progressive uh, closet, she was just like, oh, my gosh, did you know that I'm ADHD? And I was like, yes. And she's like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, did you know I'm actually a girl? And I was like, well, yeah. And she was just like, why didn't you tell me any of these things? <laughs> like, <laughs> <and> so, <laughs> like Adorable. I love her. Um, that's amazing. <laughs> but, like, but she, you know, she said she's just like like from outward appearance, like one would think that like she's actually changed a lot. However, like to mm-hmm. me, like I felt the same way where she yeah. has only become like more herself. And it was that's a really good way
0: of putting it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you just like you can see it's like uh, um we would joke about that in our friend group a bit when it's like. I can just see who I'm going to be at my old age. You know, you like you have it's like when all your at first you like to become more yourself. And then when you get older, like all your bad traits are just enhanced by a thousand. When you're like (laughs) old and
1: old and grumpy and you don't care anymore. you just like (laughs) lean into your your weirdness. (laughs) That has been the delightful thing about Getting older, I must say, like you know, thinking about your young self and thinking about, especially all the things that when you are talking about like your journals in your like late teens, mm. early early twenties, I was just like, gosh, I'm so sorry for for everyone who interacted with me when I was like 19 <laughs> to 21. Yeah. I think that was like peak pretension. Like, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I am so sorry, uh, but like, oh, so true. I oh have my God. I have compassion for a 20 year old me, but also I'm just like, mm. oh, honey. Oh, oh, (laughs) I think about that sometimes I like I have so much like love
0: and hate for my younger self I'm just like you know I'm 34 now and I feel like I never really think about my age in terms of like I my 30s have been really amazing (laughs) in that way so I just kind of I kind of just feel like I get really annoyed with some of my friends who, who I would say my LA crew is also very different like we're It's just, like, a very, just, like, mix of humans who are, I don't know, 23 to 45, and it's just, like, everyone is just kind of doing whatever they want, have very different lives, but we all connect, you know, kind of, like, through the love of music, and, oh, now... Someone I was like, blowing a leaf blower in I, my neighbor's I was, house. I was going to
1: say, spoiler sorry. alert, I am I am also in Los Angeles and was just crossing my <laughs> fingers that leaf blower guy would not come by today. <laughs> like, I, what is with leaf blowers? Oh, and, oh, oh he just, re- he has thoughts and opinions. Like, really wanted <laughs> to interfere just now. He was just like, you've mentioned LA, here is the sound of our people. Yeah. Wait, oh, this- <laughs> okay. i'm that is so I'm- <laughs> loud isn't it oh, it's uh that's so funny it's totally okay there was there was one interview i was doing that like literally a helicopter flew over my place and i was like okay that's okay but then like two others started up and i was like this is my old place in west hollywood i'm in i'm in beachwood canyon now but like where it's like only marginally quieter. Yeah. But like but like I was just like, what what is if there's no parade today? I was no. like, why are there so many helicopters? <gasps> there is uh, come on. <laughs>
0: like... It's wild. I'm in Laurel Canyon. It's usually so quiet, except right now.
1: <laughs> oh my god. We're um, we're in adjacent canyon situations, yeah. I feel you. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh, that's so funny. But wait, what was I saying? Now
0: I've fully lost track of my we Total,
1: totally okay my brain runs on like multi-track I was like we were totally talking about how in LA it's really cool that our friend group is, is oh yes yes I feel the same that it's, yeah. it's a whole variety of people of yeah. ages and experience that kind of unite over art
0: but then exactly and then I feel like I, I um uh, go home to Sweden or like even and like and I'm not trying to like no I feel like I'm shit talking my Swedish friends they're lovely but sometimes um None of my close friends, but some of my more There's a lot of like, oh, I don't do that anymore. I'm too old for that. I'm like, but do you want to do that? Or like, yes, I people I feel like it's just like that. Like you like it's also weird. I'm like, you you just had kids. Don't you want your inner child to be alive? (laughs) Um, And I just feel this like um, maybe some people love that. They're like, I just can't fucking wait to be an adult and not like have the sort of like need of like whatever i had when i was younger or like you know but, but but i feel like to me there's nothing i feel like i can't i remember i got that question in an interview not too long ago and they're like kind of like you're still flashing your boobs even though you're married and you're like in your 30s i'm like like i'm i'm not gonna stop because Someone else, you clearly think that I have like hit an age where I should stop. Oh my and- god, I wish you could have
1: I wish my camera was still on because I wish you could have seen the look of indignation on my face of like <laughs> <gasps> I'm like, why would you deprive the world of good boobs? What? Yeah. I
0: I'm like, <laughs> like, excuse so me. agree. But it's like and I, I tried to explain there's like oh so you kind of they're kinda of, oh, so you kinda of still do it because like to like provoke or to show that it's still possible i'm like no i'm not i'm not doing it like even though i'm 34 i'm doing it because it feels fun and good and powerful and oh my like God. to me you know as a person who use seven eating disorder it's like a personal little victory every time yes. i want to show off my body you know yes um, so um yeah mm. just like just like a funny funny um thing when it comes to like but but I can't remember what we started talking about know that, with the, age know that the, mentally, no, the younger self younger yes, self yeah I
1: know that in my head um, I basically have a nerf bat being like stop being ageist person <laughs> like boobs <yeah>. are great <laughs> yeah. you can do things at any age you like <laughs> exactly. and, and, I, and
0: I do feel like it's I think it's changing a lot though I think because oh my god <laughs> <Here it comes. laughs> no but I think it's changed a lot also because um like there's just like a whole generation of pop bitches now who are like, you know, coming through and still like you know, it's just it's just not the same. I think it that it's like when more and more women are in charge and dominating like what like should be seen and, and not seen, like we we can do whatever we want.
1: Yeah. In a way, you
0: know, so it's not like no like no old label man is going to be like sorry now you've turned 30 you're gonna <laughs> oh wait this is <laughs> BB Rex said this it fucking died laughing she said this it was like she had like a women in music kind of brunch thing and uh-huh. uh, in LA and it was like all these dope writers there and um, me and Icona pop went who I went to high school with uh, oh. and we went together and she was saying like you know he's like I turned 30 and it's like you know I guess now um, my label's like well great maybe we can give you a guitar and you can like go more acoustic and be She's like <laughs> Cool. I have a guitar, but I'll be naked and twerking at the same time. And I just <laughs> felt like that was so dope. And I think it's like that is
1: like uh, we decide.
0: <laughs> yes, and I like
1: that. <laughs> yes, and it's like that's. I feel like what it comes down to is that it's up to you. Like however yeah. you want to express your artistry. Mm. Like I, I have found that like I was just like you know I'm I'm forty. And what's really funny is I'm also like barely five feet tall and people generally <laughs> think I'm in college, which I'm just like, that's really funny. Like, I don't know if you saw on camera earlier. I'm trying valiantly to grow out my bangs because I was like, maybe then I'll look older. No, I just, I just look like Nick Carter from the nineties now. Um, like, I'm like, I mean, not a bad vibe. Right. I was just like, those are back in. I was just like, maybe I'll just give up and do some sort of like side thing. I don't know. But like, It's really funny, like, just the messaging of, like, what we're allowed to do and what we're not. And I discovered, like, sure, the things that I want to do may change over time. Mm -hmm. Like, I found that I'm more drawn to, like, like creating different kinds of art than I might have been in my 20s because Mm -hmm. I I just feel differently but it's not because I'm like you change and you yeah 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 it's it's not informed by like weird like oh you're 40 you must hide away and wear a haunted pillowcase now like no No, (laughs) 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 well I, I feel like that kind of um
0: one thing that's kind of interesting in that way that i think about it's like you know i it's like funny when i'm like you know a bit like um i get flagged on on like different social media accounts all the time because i i I guess i like say too much or like show too much or whatever and and i can understand if you're like you know um someone younger who like uh see someone who is their um mom's age like yeah, half naked and they're like, ew, that's not I don't want to look at that. Like, that's totally fine. Right? <laughs> it's, not for, it's not for you. It's not for you. <laughs> <laughs> totally get that. Like you you're and like, that's all good, but like it's more someone who's like older deciding that, like, oh no, no, it's only like as soon as you're a woman and comfortable in your body, you're supposed to hide it. Versus right. like, no, I only like no no, I'm not attracted to like um like i want to look at someone like like you only love to do this for this many years of your life like when you're a certain age then it becomes inappropriate because i'm not attracted to it like well, that's you know, kind of right. do you know what i mean like and that i find so funny i'm like but i feel good you don't have to look you don't have to find it attractive you can't be like upset with with me to for like uh feeling good about my body like i'm yeah. you know that's like not something that needs to bother you.
1: (laughs) For me, it (laughs) speaks to almost like the power behind it where it's like when I was, I don't know if you had this experience, but when I was younger, I didn't feel as much agency over my body. Like I felt like my body was something that like either I wasn't that in touch with or that it was for other people to kind of consume or enjoy in a way.
0: Mm-hmm. And now I
1: feel like way more embodied. I feel way more in control mm. of like my own expression. And it's right when I felt in control of my expression that it's like, oh no, too scary. Now now <laughs> yeah. the audience isn't the one that's empowered. You're empowered. Oh, that's freaky deaky. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like be hot, but not like that. <laughs> like...
0: No, it's like just just, just just be hot in a different way. Yeah. No, I, I feel like for me, because I was, you know... I so I like uh, during very crucial years of my life, like struggled so much with my eating disorder. I feel like I li- really like to me was like there was such a focus on my body and so much hate for my body. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like it was a weird mix of like needing the approval of other people, but then hating it. So I didn't want to show it. It was like that yeah. kind of mix. Um, which is why now and like you know since I got well, um. Which I'm very happy that I was like, well, by the time I became an artist and started putting up music because the, um, you know, the the comments and the, just the general feeling of walking into a, a shoot and, you know, it's like people are scanning you up and down and like yeah. uh, commenting on you in a way that I had like worked against for so long to like yeah you know trying to take take away from the importance of how I look you know and then you come become a pop star and then it's like kind of the main thing yeah <laughs> you're like wait a second I've reversed yeah. uno'd myself here and I think <laughs> like... that's why I was I was so and I think like my my lovely publicist can, can speak to this like I was so or understand this like I was so anti anything fashion or makeup hair I was terrified of it I was just like ah, no like I didn't want to do any of it. And, and then now I love it. Like, I just know it's like an, it's, it's just a, a another expression of, of me yeah. and I honestly feel like my love for it came back from watching or like grew both. Cause I was working with really just like lovely patient stylists who have been Aww. with me for a long time. <laughs> Shout out Annie and Hannah. Um, but then also uh, watching Drag Race and, like, oh my seeing God. that, like, oh, this is an art form <gasps> that I should just, like, indulge in and, like, have fun with and, like, create my own, like, expression. Like, it's just an enhancement of my, my songs and my artistry. Like, use it, you know? And I think I really, like, that grew on me and got me to a place of, like, loving it. Now I love photo shoots. I feel so comfortable. Oh. Like... You know, I I never I'm never stressed before. I'm just like, yeah, I'll just go and it'll look hot.
1: (laughs) I love that. And I love that. Like, I love that you have people around you that encourage that. I think that that like I resonated with that a lot, that that's so crucial. Mm, Like, totally. I I feel very similarly that for a long time, I was just like, I don't want to emphasize my image in my art. For Mm -hmm. similar reasons that I was just like, and then once I understood, like, oh wait, it it actually can be part of the artistry, and it's not about like my value as a human. It's more about like playing around in this way. I was like, oh, exactly, (laughs) exactly. I was like, so wild, exciting.
0: (laughs) 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 No, but it is, and it's like, I don't know. It's it's like um. It's like this – it's just a very freeing feeling when you get there, when it's like uh, – and, and and like, I also think that sort of when you're nice to yourself instead of being mean to yourself, a lot changes.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That That is a good lesson. Like, I <laughs> – um, I was complimented by someone this morning on on my self-care, which is a really, I was just like, it was such a sweet compliment. She was just like, she's like, I really admire that you take care of yourself in a kind way. And I was like, that's the sweetest compliment. That's a
0: really nice compliment.
1: Um, Great observation. Me, oh, I felt so glowy and mushy. Um, yeah. and, and I realized that like I had I I didn't do this inherently. I got better at it because like, I I'm very grateful for the people in my life who have treated me in that way. And it sounds Mm -hmm. like you've had people who have treated you that way too. Or like, I think to myself, like, would my best friend treat me this way? Like, would my boyfriend treat me this way? And it's like, no, they'd probably like make me a snack and tell me to have breakfast in bed. (laughs) And if you're dating someone who would be that mean to you, you're like, we should probably break up. Yeah. (laughs) exactly exactly mm. like having having people around you that like kind of almost it's not like reparenting but it's like mm. showing you the kindness that like you need and also like showing you all the good sides and all the playful yeah. sides like when you said about your stylist I was like oh it was like the time that my best friend did my makeup for the first time I was like oh this is what makeup can be like yeah, yeah. <laughs> why did no one exactly. tell me this <laughs> why did nobody show me that I could just like
0: enhance the best parts about my face in this yes. way <laughs> i was like i look like a magical witchy peacock yeah, this is fantastic yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> that's all we want we just want <laughs> to be witchy peacocks like
1: a, Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well and it's fun to be able to play with that like and i mm-hmm. i love that like that can merge with then some of the more you know in some ways like uh What I was thinking about, you know, as we were talking about earlier, like a message in your art that has a lot more gravity to it, that it Mm -hmm. like it can be both. It can be a a witchy magical peacock, but it can also have like more underneath it that people can be like, oh, I can feel comfortable in, in all of this.
0: Yeah. And it's I guess that's the whole point. Like, I guess that's one of the things that I'm actually the most proud about with this album and this like the whole just like Dirt Femme world is mm-hmm. that that it's it's showing like a whole human, you know? It's not one message. It's not. It's in a way like I feel like that as a pop writer and like loving, you know, my love of pop and like the. the I think what I've learned over the years, it's like if there's one clear message, one clear journey that you go take the listener on, that will resonate with the most people. Like like hmm. using contradictions is sometimes like then the message gets lost and and, and like um people the big mass get confused yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> i think i was like i need to do that in this album i need to like cuz it's not it's not just one thing it's like you know i am this like i feel like this badass confident like pop bitch that can intimidate um people like that I want to intimidate but I'm mainly yes. really nice <laughs> I try to be really nice but like I can turn that on and that is me but I'm also like this very vulnerable emotional like um sort of a person who can wake up with a ton of anxiety and like need someone to hug me for like two hours before I can really calm down like yeah I have it's an one doesn't exclude the other and it's it's funny when I talk to some of my friends, like, but how, you know, who heard grapefruit for the first time and what? I had no idea. I thought you were so you always so like confident in your body mm. and you seem so like unapologetic about yourself. And I'm like, Well, yeah, now. But it yeah. took a fucking journey to get there. Like that's not that's just you don't you I don't think you're born with that. Like that takes work. Yeah, you're <laughs> you like know? you're seeing the end
1: result of a yeah. lot of a lot of work. A lot here. of work <laughs>
0: and a lot of like, you know just um and I'm you know I'm like grateful that I um got there and and stuff but but I think that uh like there's just every human is so contradicting and like we what we show I think what what often you do and and it's like you show on social media and on your like you show who you want to be like Mm. and that is you that is you Mm -hmm. like who you want to be is you but like not getting to see the other like parts of you that you maybe aren't as proud of or that you hide, but that are very much also you. Like that's what makes a difference. in when we just interact through screens and when we actually meet in real life, because that's, that is a different person, you know? Yes. That is like, and it doesn't mean that it's not you, but it's like a different side of you is you in real life, interacting with people face to face versus through a, through the one way screen where you yes. record something and they comment you know that's different
1: yes yes and that I mean what you said kind of like really like hit the nail on the head of even like why I started this podcast like mm-hmm. a few years ago and then it just like totally spiraled during the pandemic mm-hmm. period because like we're all trapped inside so why not yeah. like chat with people on our laptops? yeah um, like- <laughs> But I wanted to talk to people about, like, that we so often are told that we're one thing when, like, mm. sure, that one thing might be pretty important to us, but, like, none of us are one thing. No. Like, no.
0: <laughs> we're... What is under the radar? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What's
1: under the radar? Yeah. <laughs> why is it not both? Not like, not both? Why not Why <laughs> exactly. is it? Exactly. Yes? <laughs> why not both? Exactly.
0: So, it's such yes. a good point yeah you. And, and no but I feel like sorry yours is a good point I didn't say that my point that was such a good point I just made yes confidence <laughs> I was just like you nailed it you stuck the landing I nailed it. no but I think I feel like um that's the and, and I, I I yeah I loved like this this you know I think this album became this personal because of that and I think it's like uh Um, that's also maybe part of like you know when you grow up and you're like oh this is me but this is also me Mm -hmm. (laughs) that kind of thing (laughs) my parents they sent me such a cute thing actually they were like um, in a museum and they sent like we both saw this at the same time and thought of you and said it was a Yoko Ono quote and it was like you can be wild and wise you can be wild and also extremely wise at the same time and I was like That is so sweet that you thought of me with a compliment. (laughs) I was like, that's so
1: wholesome. I love it.
0: (laughs) I I thought it's so wholesome. But I thought about that because I feel like I just remember early on when I started out, and it was like, you know habits which to me is a heartbreak song but it's like also for some people it's a party song you know and it's like kind of it's it's both (laughs) yeah but i could just sense it was like you know this early on it was like oh bad role model trashy party girl was kind of like the description Mm. (laughs) of me and i remember being like so does that just automatically mean that i have nothing to say because Mm. i sing about like destructive behavior and like sharing my flaws with people that means that i'm unintelligent and can't be a serious songwriter or like be a serious person right and um that i think has definitely changed over the years in terms of like how um people view female artists who are sing about provocative stuff but um i just remember that feeling of like um Yeah, just like, yeah, you
1: wind up both. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you're like, that is Uh, a piece of me, but that's not all of me. Like when you said that, I thought of like how people like pigeonholed like Kesha and like things like that, where it's like when people don't take someone seriously as a full person Mm -hmm. because they're willing to put some of their flaws forward that we all have. Like that's Mm -hmm. that's the fascinating thing to me is when people are like, oh, well, they're like that. And I was like, all of us are a little bit like that. Yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> We're just being honest about it. Exactly. <laughs> you're just seeing yourself reflected back and going, ooh, I don't know if I wanted to look at that part of myself. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It's so true. Uh, I'm so glad that you're putting out art about so many different things in so many different ways. It makes me very happy. Thank you. Yeah, I, I love it too. This has been
0: a very, very, like, it's been a lot of hard work, but a very amazing ride to 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 like have having done it this way is very special
1: yes Mm. i just nodded sagely like "Mm, yes (laughs) (laughs) oh and thank you so much for your time today i really appreciate you hopping on the 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 glitchy technology and hanging out (laughs) yes no thank you so much i really enjoyed
0: it that was like that just flew by
1: Thank you again for listening to this episode of Why Not Both. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to like us and subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform. You can also come hang out with us on social media. We are at WNB the Podcast, both on Instagram and on Twitter. This season, we are brought to you by Under the Radar magazine. Under the Radar is a nationally distributed print, music, and entertainment magazine and website. You can find them at www.undertheradarmag.com and feel free to support them on Patreon. Extra special thanks to our producer, Laura Studeris, who is literally a rock star. Thanks again, and I look forward to seeing you next episode.
0: (laughs) i <laughs>